So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Beyonce MK. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing Season 5, Episode 10 of Before the 90 Days. In this episode, Gino loses his hat, but not his woman. Hamza beats Memphis to We Need to Talk. Mike goes back to Colombia to keep an eye on a hungover Jimena. Mahogany arrives in person. And Usman doesn't make the African way sound even a little bit appealing. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star rating and subscribe. And if you're also watching Love During Lockup, we are covering that in our other podcast, Love After Lockup, okay. All right, thanks for listening, stay safe, and enjoy. Hello, Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. Happy President's Day. Happy How are you? Happy President's Day. I, I, I feel like it's weird because I feel like a lot of the other federal holidays, like, it's like people that deserve credit, you know, Memorial Day, Veterans yes. Day. Oh, thank, thank, you know, thank the veterans, thank the serve, thank everybody for their service. Martin Luther King Day, sacrifice for thing. And it was like, presidents, like, I don't really like. I feel like presidents get – they get to fly Air Force One and everything. I feel like they get all their thanks already. <laughs> they get enough perks. <laughs> they get enough perks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, but it's going to be difficult to run this country, right? I'm sure it is, but Give like – Give them a day. I, I guess so. It used to just be for Washington. <laughs> it means it also gives us a day off, and I appreciate yeah, that. I appreciate, I appreciate our respect for the presidents giving me a day off. Yeah. All right, so let's get let's just jump right in. I'm gonna go with the I guess it was the shortest one I had, and that's our old friend delusional Benjamin here. Oh so Benjamin is still there at the restaurant, ordering nothing and being the one to, one person there keeping them from closing early, waiting for mahogany. <laughs> so after what seems like a super long wait, somebody's coming in through the back door and it's mahogany. So she shows up. Um, I guess it's her because she knows him, but she definitely doesn't look anything like any of those pictures he sent. Uh, Similar-ish. Yeah. I mean, in the fact that she has brown hair and is a woman, like, I don't know. I thought she looked pretty different from pictures, but she knows him. She claims that, you know, it was his commitment to come to her town that was the deciding factor to meet him and like, oh, this guy must be serious. But Benjamin's just happy she's real that she's a woman and that his spiritual connection thing is real or whatever. So they have this awkward, superficial, small talk and kind of bad English and bad Spanish, um, like things like, what should I call you? Like mahagoni, mahogany. And anyway, the language barrier is still getting in the way a little bit. Mahogany tells us that she's disappointed that Ben isn't as swole as he looked in his pictures. And, admits, <laughs> and he admits that, her pictures may have been doctored a bit. Oh, gosh, yes. So um, they sit down to eat an empanada, which Ben has never had before. Crazy talk. Where is he from again? Ohio or Michigan? I don't care where you're from. Like, there's Mexican food everywhere in the country. Like, you should have had an empanada it's at some point. not Mexican, though. I think it's Argentinian. Well, you know, my, <laughs> most of my Mexican places will give you an empanada if you want one. Okay. Um, so anyway, he asks her and he asks her, like, why do you love me? She talks about his beautiful soul and he talks about how they have a long road ahead of them. So before long, at least at some point, they leave and he asks for – and then she's going to get in the car and just drive away. She's not going with him or anything like that. And he like was like, could I have a hug? And she kind of gives one to him but then just stands there not really reciprocating while he like holds on to her for a super awkwardly long time. All right. So – um, then I guess they leave. So how committed is Mahogany? And what Zero. do you think really got her to show up? What, what really got her to show up then? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know what actually motivated her to go. We can definitely get into that. But she is into him 0%. She even said, I still need to decide if I want to be in a relationship. So it's kind of like, <laughs> mm, to me, that shows a zero commitment. She does not think she's in a committed relationship. And the fact that he keeps on saying, like, I love you, you know, oh, like, yeah. and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And she has 
zero reaction to it. It's almost like she's ignoring that he's saying that to her. That does not bode well for him because it is clear that she doesn't reciprocate her feelings in the same way. And that he's he even noticed, he's like, we're, it doesn't seem like we're at the same level right now. Yeah, you're not at the same level, not even close to it. So I think we should start off talking about like actually looks, first okay. impressions. Okay. I do think that she looked like her pictures, but just heavily filtered. So, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it it yes. was her. She was the base of the pictures. Oh, I agree with least. that. I agree with that. I just think, like, I, I mean, I, I just feel like in the same way, technically, when Britney Spears is on The Simpsons, I guess it kind of looked like Britney Spears, <laughs> but it's a Simpsons version of Britney Spears. Like, she posted these weird, like, alien head versions of herself. <laughs> oh, okay. So, it was very clear that she did, like, um, a skin smoothener because it seemed like she had, like, a, like rougher skin, definitely. Yeah, she definitely yeah. did the chin thinning the chin and the pointy, face thinning. And the chin, making the chin pointy. And her eyes bigger. Yes, making the eyes much bigger. Um, even like even evening out her skin tone. Um, but everything else is her. And you know, I I had said this from the beginning that you know I thought that okay, yeah, this probably is a real person, but based on a real person. But it's definitely. I mean, everyone noticed this is a very heavily filtered picture. Yes. But I had said that. You know, even if it was heavily filtered, it filtered off of something that was already pretty decent to begin with. I mean, she's a pretty girl, so pretty oh, yeah, to yeah. begin it, with. It, it, it definitely is. I mean, it, that's always weird to me is to see someone who's like that, who yeah. looks like she does. Because you're right. She was not an unattractive girl. She was oh, a pretty no, girl. She was beautiful. I mean, she, maybe, you know, like um, maybe she just wasn't comfortable with how big her face was. And I think that was really the only thing. But to me, I think that's cute to have like it makes you look young. Oh, yeah. She she has she had like a round face, chubby cheeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But, but yeah, so definitely not anyone I would call it somebody I would call attractive. Oh, no, I thought she was very beautiful. But I mean, to go from that, it's like considering where Benjamin is, where he's like 50, it's kind of like, yeah, it's fine. It's a win either way. Right. Yes. And uh, yeah, I, I thought it was weird. Yeah. I just, I just don't, I just don't get wanting to having, being beautiful already and then mm -hmm. taking pictures that are like, just make you, I mean, the pictures and everybody noticed it, but apparently everybody, but Benjamin was yeah. like, this doesn't, this is clearly not a human. Like this right. is so clear. Like this is clearly like just filtered to the edge of, 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 of everything. Um, and yeah, and have those be all of the pictures you send, but it seems like she seemed to think the pictures that she saw of him were just as misleading. Yeah, well, we didn't see much of the pictures that they showed. I think they showed it once. They did show his modeling pictures. Right. And they did show, I think he had a couple like where he was like on a motorcycle or something where you couldn't really tell, but I think what was possibly off-putting and i've mentioned this before and you didn't notice it but i noticed it he's got like a lazy eye right uh -huh. his one eye like you know just and you can't tell something like that in a picture and if they've never video chatted you know and then also she's not going to get the skin texture right yeah yeah i mean that was that was my yeah. guess that stuff like you get airbrushed and things like that if you're getting professional fitness photos and so it's not that he doesn't have a six-pack or anything like that but it's not going to look like uh you know a 20 year old six-pack like when you see it in person not because of the shape but but just because skin texture right your skin loses right. elasticity when you're older right. and she's probably seeing that like the uneven skin tones you know and if she thinks her face looks like it needs to be filtered like she's gonna have like maybe impossibly high beauty standards for other people and so it makes sense that she's like nah this guy yeah i mean my guess was he just in his fitness modeling pictures he looks younger than he really is and yeah. when you see him in real life you're like wow this guy's 50 like he's right. this is a 50 year old man that like yeah. and that's 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 kind of jolting and jarring for somebody especially when it's that 50 year old man that's doing that thing and we've all talked about it before when you're mismatched in where you think you are in the relationship mm -hmm. and is one thing but it's another thing to be like i think we're soulmates and all eternity and it's just like oh this is scary get me the hell out of here like right. this is bad you don't know me 
Get away. I'm get away. I'm shocked she even showed up after that stupid train story text. Yeah. You know, and especially seeing who she is now and how she reacted to him. I would be like, that train story, if someone texted me and I was having zero, like, commitment to feelings about this person, I would be like, this is the cringiest text message I've ever read. Like, yeah. why would I ever put myself in a position where I am meeting this person and feeling somehow physically cornered? Yeah. I mean, I think she did it, honestly. Because when she gets a text message like that, it it really sends a message like, this dude isn't going to give up. Yeah. Like, he's just not going to go away like I want him to. And so, I might have to actually see him in person and kind of let him down easy because Mm -hmm. he's – this is this is weird because you're right. The best interpretation of that is someone you feel like you don't know. And maybe you could see yourself dating for a little while Mm -hmm. and they're like, my love is a runaway train for you. And we should dance uh, while we face death. Like it's like, uh, um, um, uh, so yeah. cringy. Oh my goodness. But you know what they say, like the difference between, you know, uh, someone who's romantic and a stalker is how the other person feels. So it's yeah. like, yeah, maybe she thought it was romantic. Like when she's like, oh, I'm maybe kind of into him. And then as soon as she sees his face, she's like, stalker. I have to give you the robotic hug where I'm holding you like arm's length away. I I feel like it was the hug where she kind of – she had her elbows bent and up and kind of had her arms at his shoulders just in case she had to push him back. Oh, yeah. And he was not letting go. That was like the longest hug ever. Superly awkward. Like uncomfortable. It was like the – when we talked about like the Mormon soaking, like it was a soaking (laughs) hug. He was just Uh. like – because he wasn't like rubbing her back or like, you know, grabbing her ass or anything dramatically unimportant. It was just like your body is touching mine for a very long time. (laughs) You're not moving or saying anything. This is weird. You're not even squeezing. You're just like standing, touching me. It was so weird. So I know originally I really wanted her to be fake, right? And I was just like, yeah, because he deserves it because he's this delusional, right? This is even better. I love that she's not fake. And I love that she's just like, no, like, you crazy weirdo. I'm not trying to, like, live my life, like, with you. I'm not trying to be your future wife, as he keeps on, like, telling her. I definitely want to see some more. I want to see. I feel like we've only seen the text messages that he kind of showed us. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if we could get some text messages of her being like, whoa, slow down there, cowboy. (laughs) Like, but him still being like, we have, because, because that's what I'm saying. The ones, the the text messages he showed us, it wasn't unreasonable for him to think that she was really into him because Ah! it was like, you are my whole everything. I give you my whole self. Like it was stuff like that. Yeah. But I also feel that maybe she, those are the kinds of words she knew in English. Although I will say her English Maybe it's just her accent, but her English seemed pretty good when she chose to speak English. Yeah, I think they were probably on equal footing in terms of how good her English was and how good his Mm -hmm. Spanish was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's go ahead and move on to Ella and Johnny. So Ella is taking matters into her own hands. She's looking for tickets to meet Johnny in Dubai because he still hasn't canceled his ticket to America that lays over in Dubai. Ella is taking a huge risk and spending money that she says she doesn't have, hoping that it will light a fire under his ass so that they can finally meet. She wraps her head in a piece of fabric to hint to Johnny on their video chat that she will be meeting him in Dubai. He immediately acknowledges the sacrifice she is making, but he brings up concerns about traveling and quarantine requirements. He tells us that meeting with Ella for two weeks means that he'll have to face a five-week quarantine when he gets back to China, and he feels that that just isn't worth such a short visit. Ella says she feels like he doesn't really want to visit, and she will look for other options, like an open relationship, if he doesn't go to Dubai. Johnny says that his decision has to do with the current pandemic situation and has nothing to do with his feelings for her. Ella stands by her ultimatum and tells him that she will give him a couple of days to decide. Johnny meets with his friend Wong to talk about his situation. 
he tells his friend about the situation and he tells him that he thought of Ella having sex with another man, which really upset him. And he acknowledges that it's not really common to have an open relationship in China. His friend advises him to just meet her. Johnny still doesn't have any answers, but he knows that he doesn't want to lose Ella. All right. Uh, do you think he's going to end up going to Dubai? Because it did seem like he d- really genuinely doesn't want to lose Ella. Yeah, but it also seems like he really genuinely doesn't want to violate any COVID restrictions. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and so I don't know. And I don't I, – I, I think it's going to come to the – I don't know. He just is kind of a pushover on it and is, isn't like – like she just is like, well, you must not be serious about it. And he hasn't kind of come around to being like, if you were serious about it, you wouldn't be demanding – that I do something that whether you be, whether you agree with it or not, I believe is putting my life and well-being at risk, right? You know? Yeah. And it bothers me when people give ultimatums like that. If you don't yes. do this, I will leave. We won't be together again. It just it really like bothers me a lot. Also, like it part of it that, that hits me is like her ultimatum and her threat isn't even that we'll break up. It's yeah. that. Well, we might have an open relationship. And it was like, isn't part of the reason you're dating this dude is because dating in the U.S. wasn't working for you? So, like, what? Well, I think that's why she's saying open relationship. Okay. It, it That makes sense to me. Because basically what she's saying is that, like, well, I don't want to give you up because I question if I can find a replacement for you. So, what it is is that I am actively looking for a replacement for, a for you. <laughs> And if I find a new number one, you're out, right? That's how I see it. But it's like, you know, kind of having the best of both worlds where she doesn't have to give someone up, but also exploring other options where she really is like trying to find a replacement. So it's never that she is completely alone. I used to call people like this vine girls or vine boys. They like have to grab onto another vine before they can let their other one go. Okay. Okay. I can see that. But she's been waiting so long, so long. <laughs> she's almost she's almost 30, you know, almost 30. So oh that was the one that always gets it. Like uh, my advice for anybody who is on this show uh, is never mention your age as a reason for anything because it's going to be super off-putting. Like most people who watch this show are well over 30, right? Yes. And some of them, many of them are single and childless, right? And like, it's really off-putting for like somebody who's like way older and like doesn't have thing and is like, I'm almost 30 and I'm running out of time. I'll never make it. It's like, okay, all right, so pump the brakes there. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know, because it kind the thing is, is Ella really is off-putting to me as a person, Mm. right? And it's really well illustrated by like her just cultural insensitivity. Like, and (laughs) as illustrated by wrapping herself in a sheet to say, I'm going to Dubai. Like, yeah, she's like, I'm going to have to wear one of these. It's like, no, not really. You, A, you don't have to wear a hijab if you're not like, if I'm like, and B, that's not a hijab. That's a sheet that you put on your head. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Those are not the same. Like, it's like, oh, so it's just like, you couldn't think of a better way to do that, Ella. Man. Okay, so I actually don't think Johnny is going to show up. The reason why is because he goes out with his friend and he's like, you know, he starts off. I really trust this friend. He's known me forever, you know, gives really good advice, essentially uh saying, right? And his friend tells him, go to Dubai. And Johnny's like, well, (laughs) so it's kind of like, you know, if he really had wanted to go, He's getting the, you know, the kind of reassurance he would be looking for in seeking advice from his friend. But he didn't get the reassurance that he was looking for if he doesn't want to go. And so that's why I kind of feel like he really doesn't want to go. He doesn't. And I I don't get – and part of it is an issue for me is I don't get – the five weeks thing, the five week quarantine, which would suck, but like no yeah. doubt, five week quarantine would suck. Yeah. But, but how does that work exactly? Is it like because it's in your home country, right? So I'm assuming that it's just, you know, at your place. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but whatever it is, five weeks also sounds very, very long. Um, even if you yeah. were exposed to COVID, you'd think five weeks is 
overkill. But, you know, I say that China has way fewer cases than we ever did. So, sure. right. Yeah. Um, but like I, it didn't follow where he was like, that's going to be so hard on my family. And I was like, wait, weren't you going to quit your job when you moved to America anyway? So the five weeks is not worse than that. Yeah, but I think like it's different if you're like, oh, I'm home, but I can't see my son for five weeks. As opposed to, I literally cannot see my son for five weeks. And I think the other thing, too, is we had kind of speculated that, you know, when he's in America, he's basically living and working on the ranch. And so he's probably getting paid under the table for some kind of work. Oh, that may be true. That might be true. Yeah. We had speculated that before earlier this season when they were focusing on Cowboy Johnny. But, you know. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I I don't. I don't see him leaving. It's just it, it really is one of those pandemic stories, right? And I feel like they're not the only couple or not the only people where one person's much more cautious attitude towards the pandemic um mm-hmm. is definitely been seen as the partner as not caring about yeah. them. Um so it is an interesting that it's interesting that this is I feel like the really the first story that has been pandemic focused. And had like a real impact of the pandemic besides them briefly wearing masks in the bridal bridal shop or something like that. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely tried to act like it's not a thing unless it's like visa related. There have been a couple situations where it's like, oh, well, because of COVID, the embassy is like open limited or has been closed. Yeah. yeah only had we did have that one at the very beginning, like uh, Jihoon and Devin. And it was yeah. like, oh, my God, nobody's in the streets in Seoul. It's the worst. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was like at the very beginning. I forgot yeah, about that. Right. It's like three months earlier or something <laughs> like that. Right. And it, it, it just seems like because that was like two years ago at this point. And we're like, oh, my God. This has been going on forever. I had a friend who pretty much said, I am declaring this pandemic over March 13th because, you know, it's two years after two it years. started. So I'm, I'm just considering it over in my mind. March 13th, that's the date. I was like, yeah, hey, well, that's actually not such a bad idea. If if only viruses respected that and worked that way. Be like, oh, you're done with me? I'll just leave you alone. Well, That's okay. What's interesting is, uh, so I'm in California and uh, they've, you know, just kind of trying to shift their focus into let's treat it like it's endemic, right? Because we got to like move sure. on. So it, I can kind of see that March 13th is the end of the pandemic. Okay, we're transitioning to endemic. So yeah, you know. yeah. I don't know. I've, I've, I, I have, I have my doubts that Mr. I think Oz there's going to make be... this happen. So okay, keep your well. negativity to yourself. <laughs> there's more Greek letters to go through. I think we could be in trouble. All right. Oh, All right. So moving on, let's go to. Oh, let's go to Memphis and Hamza. So Hamza is at a shop with his mom to try on clothes for the wedding, since it's supposed to be in a week and all. We're reminded that you know they've been through a lot. The most recent thing being the request for a prenup. His mom prefers a dark blue outfit versus the first white one that he tries on. So, yeah, he tries that one on, but he really looks distracted. And mom wants to know what's bothering him. He says, you know, this relationship with Memphis, it's the little things. Like how she's always blowing the problems out of proportion. And she's has anger issues and is always yelling at him. And also, he wants to get a, she wants to get a prenup. Which he also has to explain to her because she's like, I don't understand what this is. We what? She thinks you're going to steal her stuff after you get <laughs> what? I'm confused. So anyway, Hyatt just says that her reservations about this whole thing are just growing and growing as it goes on. Hyatt says, you know, you're like smart. You have a degree. You know, you're young. You're good looking. You're like the catch here and you have, you sh- you have plenty of other options. So I don't understand why you're rushing in to this one. So then it's time for Memphis to talk to her mother. And this is on video chat, obviously. She asked about the trip, but instead of hearing about the trip, has to hear about Memphis's diarrhea first. God. So she tells her mom when she gets to a real conversation that she's mostly worried about, you know, Hamza's planning and follow through because the, you know, the whole thing going to the embassy didn't work and they had to wait. And oh, yeah, he's not 28. He's also 26. God. So after that, his mom was like, well, you know, he lied to you. But have you been completely open and honest with him? And she gets a very hesitant, yeah. 
But then it comes out that she still hasn't told him about how she spent some nights at her ex-husband's house, but she claims they were platonic nights. Nothing happened. She thinks there's not really anything for him to know, so it's not really a lie that she didn't tell him. So, of course, mom thinks otherwise and says she needs to come clean. So, later that day, she catches up to um, Hamza, who's just like running laps around like a 12 by 12 foot roof, uh, just running in little circles. Um And says, you know, I think we have to have a talk. And her plan, of course, is to come clean about these platonic sleepovers with her ex. But the conversation gets sidetracked because he's like, I have something I want to say first. And it's that he thinks they are rushing into the marriage. So she's like, what, what? You think we're going too fast and we shouldn't get married on this trip? And that's the end of the last thing we see from them. So we'll hear more next week, I guess. So, I mean... What is going to be her reaction to this? Is she Because she had that ultimatum before, right? And he's basically yeah. telling her now that I'm not meeting that ultimatum. So what is she going to do? She'll probably break up with him because I honestly am convinced that Memphis's goal is not to marry Hamza. It is to be married. Sure. And so if she cannot get married on this trip, she's going to try and get married to whoever is going to agree to marry her first. Yeah, but isn't she going to be stuck in that situation? Like, I feel like it's the same situation that uh, Michael and Angela are stuck in. Michael specifically, right? It was like, well, if I move on, I got to start from scratch with somebody else. And that's going to take longer than just trying to make make this one just go a little bit longer and get this one done. I think that if Hamza gave her a specific timeline, like, mm-hmm. oh, you can come back in three months or something uh-huh. and then we'll do it then i could see her being okay with that and continuing on because yes you're right it, it's not that she's gonna find some other sucker to marry her in the next three months so she'd rather go with the sure thing than having to you know find someone else and get them to agree so yes i can see that situation but i don't know i don't know if hamza is really trying to be with her at all at this point so i don't know if he's <sighs> yeah. going to you know he might like think like okay we just need more time and then in his mind he's just like okay because i really need to get to know her but i don't think it's going to occur to him to put a specific time uh timeline on when they would get married in the future if they don't get married now and so Mm -hmm. i think that would be to his detriment in this situation because memphis i think she could be convinced if he gave her specifics but he's not a planner to begin with, so he's not going to think about that. I, I, yeah. And, like, to me, when he was talking to his mom, right, it was mm. definitely like, yeah, those are, like, serious misgivings. And that yeah. is really shitty of her. Maybe you uh-huh. really shouldn't get married to her. Like, I was very um, very much on board with his mom being like, yeah. all of those things sound terrible. Like, right. are you sure you want to marry this woman? You don't. You don't. And no. it's just like she's but that's why I feel like she just wants to get married. Right. Mm-hmm. She just wants kind of this instant, perfect relationship. She's putting all these ultimatums on him. And I just kind of feel like if it doesn't fit her mold, she's so willing to walk away. Well, that doesn't mean she loves this guy. That just no. means she just wants to get married to the perfect man. And she's just trying to mold this guy into her perfect right. man. But, but her definition of a perfect man is somebody who just meets all of her ultimatums. Yes. Right. Right. It has. And that's the thing. It's like we, we saw, you know, we even Benjamin like, thought enough to ask this. It's like, what do you love about me? And I don't think she could come up with anything like you know, because yeah. we always say that's a red flag when that question comes up. What do you love about them? And you immediately just start describing physical things or, or how you feel or how you feel about yeah, or how you yeah. feel or or even, you know, yeah, just the things that you wanted to check. But well, he has a job and it's like that. OK, I can like, see her saying provide that for me like I could see her saying that, though, because she would be like, oh, well, he has a degree. Mm-hmm. So she would yeah. equate that to he's ambitious. <laughs> would she say he's ambitious there's no way like she could look at that guy and be like he's ambitious how. he doesn't have a job yeah <laughs> he has like, the potential to get a job that's the opposite of ambitious right right it just it yeah i i, I feel like she'd go with the just the boxes that he checks right yeah. and that's that's a bad sign but i don't even know what boxes is he checking other than he went to college all right there's a lot of people out there that have gone to college you know, I'm physically like attracted. I'm physically attracted to him as a box. That yes. is a box. Yes. 
Um, he can have sex longer than a minute. Oh, right. That was apparently. clearly a box that we that we had to put in. Yep, yeah. Had, I think that one I got. I think she scribbled that one in later. And yes. was like, wait a no, second, hold on. That was a last minute fill in for sure. <laughs> but it's ba- mostly is willing is willing to, to marry ma- is willing to marry me. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, because I don't think there's much else that she really. Oh, willing to sign a prenup. But oh, that was only because he fucked up with the planning. Oh. Like if he was if he had like planned everything fine, she was like, oh, this is a responsible person. She wouldn't have worried about the plan- prenup. That one that one got scribbled in later too. Like uh. and. But we also, because we we also talked about him. What's his list? Big boobies? Yeah. That's all I got on his list. Someone who doesn't boss him around. Well, I mean, well, so far, that's not been a deal breaker. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So right now, I think his list before her, she came was just big boobies. Oh, gosh. Like, okay. All right. Speaking of big boobies, let's talk uh, Jimena and Mike. This The quest for big boobies. <laughs> Yes. Well, she doesn't have big boobies yet. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Mike is back home trying to tidy up everything, which I'll point out to him just basically means to not have anything touch each other, but still laid out. I thought yeah. that was very his, weird his idea of organization. dresser was still covered with like sunscreen and things and, and other like, things and protein powder. Was out on like yeah. a you know, paper towel. It looked like his watches were all laid out on a paper towel. And it's like his idea of organization is that they're just not touching each other. I guess so. Nothing was in any container at all. Yes. Right, right. (laughs) So he plans on keeping the place in good shape just in case Jimena will have to temporarily live there. Mike takes a selfie of his clean room to send to Jimena. Mike's wedding to Jimena is supposed to be in a month, but he's been getting some vibes from her, not so good ones. So he wants to go back to Colombia to reconnect with her since he can work remotely. He talks to his dad and grandpa about his current issues with Jimena. Apparently, Jimena wants lipo and breast implants and wants Mike to pay for it. And both his grandpa and his dad agree that that's a terrible idea. His dad says he needs to stop sending any kind of money, even rent, because he thinks Mike is buying love and she's just using him for money. Grandpa says that Mike needs to listen to them because they're older and have experience. But he says ultimately they all know that Mike's going to just do what he wants. Mike is confident that even though Jimena's messages seem distant, that... Sorry, it scrolled through really weird. He's confident seeing her will change things. They tell Mike he needs to look for red flags because a wrong choice could ruin his life. Mike is already not feeling the love as Jimena chose not to meet him at the airport this time around. She does give him a big hug when he arrives at the house, but then tells us that this time is different because she's starting to see that Mike is clingy and she just wants her space. Mike has already managed to get off on the wrong foot by tracking in dog poop from the bottom of his shoe. He takes his shoes off, but then leaves them unclean. He didn't even take them outside. Yeah, just sitting in the corner of the room. Yep, notice (laughs) that too. (laughs) Jimena tells her sister she told him not to come until after her surgery. It ends up that she borrowed money for her lipo and breast augmentation from a loan shark. And she's annoyed because she was supposed to have the surgery that week, but had to postpone because of Mike's visit. Jimena wants to go to the club, and Mike agrees to go with her, even though he'll have to wake up early to work the next day. The next morning, we find out that Jimena stayed out all night slash morning, and Mike came home early because he had to work. Jimena is clearly hungover and no mood to answer Mike's series of interrogative? Interrogative? Interrogative questions? (laughs) She's annoyed when he asks about men and sarcastically says men are everywhere, just not with her. He tells her that he's not happy about having to spend his first night there alone. We then get a pasty mic and a tank top with lots of (laughs) hair in an interview telling us that he wants to be a higher priority for her. She promises him that she won't go out again while he's there, but when he leaves, she's going to go out. He claims to trust her, and she says if he really trusted her, they just wouldn't be having this conversation. All right. Do you think Jimena still loves Mike? Oh, man. I don't know. I, it is hard to – it is – what's tricky because it's very hard at this instance. We saw her twice. Once, mm-hmm. you know, once – and she was like, 
uh, like he came. She didn't really want him there. He's like, uh, and the other time she was just super hungover and he woke her up after she was hungover. <laughs> and she's yeah. just like, uh, I just want ibuprofen. Leave me alone. Uh, and so it's, 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 you know, it's not, neither of these was the, you know, most ideal place to, to find the love no. um, for everything. But yeah, no, I think she's super annoyed with them. Yeah. Yeah, she is not into him. Like, I was actually surprised that she came off as loving Mike as much as she did on the first visit. Yes. Right? Especially the way she kind of talked about him in the interviews. Uh, but then, like, just how she was with him. I, If I was Mike, I would genuinely believe this woman loved me. Right? Mm-hmm. And then this visit, it's like, she just doesn't even give a shit. She's just like, oh, this guy. Well, I wonder if it's been, well, he said it was like, what, three months or whatever since he'd been yeah. back? I wonder if it's just been three months of having that hangover conversation. I'd be like, of him, like, poorly, poorly pretending he's not asking jealous questions. Right. But being to- super jealous and super, like, all up in her shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like that thing. Oh, yeah. Gee, what time did you get home last night? Oh, yeah. hmm. Were there any men around? I'm just curious. I don't really care. Like, dude, no, you're you're fishing for things there. Come on. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I could also see him being insecure about that if, one, she's starting to act distant, two, like the fact that all of a sudden and I mean, we say all of a sudden because we hadn't heard of this before, but all of a sudden wanting a lipo and breast implants. It's like that's like a change in something. Right. Because it's like, who are you getting this for? Is it for someone who already says they love you or is it for someone else? And so that's got to make you kind of wonder, hey, why are you trying to glow up now? Like, are you trying to leave me? Or try to attract attention from, you know, someone else, like yeah. all this other stuff. And what she told us was that she wanted to be a model, but I don't know how realistic that is either, because I feel like yeah. everybody says that on the show. Oh my God, right. everybody wants to be a model. Also, the thing with like being a model is just like, okay, um, being a model now isn't the same as being a model like back in the day was, right? Just because oh, you got. Yeah everybody with a camera phone like and everyone's like trying to be an influencer it's like you don't have to be discovered anymore to be a model and so you have basically saturated market and it's like if you're really trying to model things it also seems like people with as many tattoos as Jimena would yeah. be like mm-hmm. you know is that it's easier to add fake tattoos if that's the look you're going for than to get rid of the tattoos you have. Yeah, to match a brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Uh huh. And that's because she has a lot of tattoos. She does right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like all over too, which she makes seems like it would be harder to me. Like you have the stomach ones, you have the arm ones. So I definitely don't know that it's a a realistic life goal. Um, in terms of that. Now, if she means by be a model, she means get a lot of followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But she definitely, I, I would say, you know, she's already a pretty woman. Like she has plenty of space to do that without big fake boobs, right? The big fake boobs definitely go to, no, we need a model who actually fills out this dress. Like, and and that's why we need this. So I don't know. But the, the boob job, very suspicious. But yeah, I just don't think he handles it well. I feel it feels like, and we've talked about this a lot offline before. It definitely feels like an anxious avoidant attachment situation, right? Mm-hmm. Like he just needs the constant reassurance, he does. and she is just really off put by somebody's need for constant reassurance, right? And I mean. I do think that she is also doing something like the ball had to get started somewhere. Right. So mm-hmm. the ball, ball started getting rolling somewhere. And I I do think that whether intentionally or not, just the distance and her feeling kind of distant and then he's picking up on that and then he's getting extra clingy. And so then she's right. just like, oh, no, we, we have none of that. But I do think there the reason why I think it's her that kind of started this whole like cycle that they're in is because it's like. I think just the plastic surgery, you know, the fact that she wants plastic surgery. I feel like there's something going on where yeah. she is giving off vibes like. 
you know, that there's either a shift in like where she is or, you know, that she's just really wanting to get attention from other people. Yeah, I just I just I just, I just don't like the way he is handling this of mm-hmm. being like she's getting distant, you know, things are going wrong. And it, it's a hard thing to handle, but I don't think the answer is, well, I'm going to go down to Columbia where I can keep an eye on her yeah. is the right answer. <laughs> Yeah, especially if she's someone who needs space. But I think also the problem with them is it's I I do not see them communicating their actual needs Correct. because I, I yeah. just think like the language barrier is part of it. And, you know, so if she had said I and I can't imagine her saying this to him, if she had said, hey, listen, I f- I'm feeling a bit suffocated. You know, you can trust me. Just you don't have to check in, you know, and if she said that to him, maybe he would get the hint and back off and then you wouldn't have it looking like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I definitely think it is certainly some communication issues there. Um, Yeah. All right. Which brings us. Oh, boy. To Kim and Usman. So. Usman wakes up in Kim's bed and he's very focused on his phone after their big fight from the night before. She says she doesn't want to have drama, but also wants to talk about last night, which seems like a bit of a conflict to me. So they get ready to go to the beach and everything's very intense. So they kind of walk on the beach for a little while and then sit at this cafe to talk things over. Kim says that she thought things would be more physical right away, but he thinks that was dumb. Why would they be physical if they're not in a relationship? So she sticks from the ultimatum from the night before. If they're not in a relationship when she leaves, she'll be out of his life for good. There's no texting, no friendship, nothing else. So at that point, Usman, I guess, decides he wants to keep her around. So he just announces, we're having sex tonight (laughs) in the African way, which for now, he just defines by putting his arm up and then implying it's going to hurt her spine. Um, Okay. So it's then it's dark. All of a sudden, and Kin is very excited for the upcoming sex. But first, this is not something I've ever heard of before. Uzma needs to video chat with her son. That's like the prerequisite for sex, which is a very, very weird prerequisite for sex. So we see Jamal. No. Right? We see Jamal, who doesn't seem to know why we're talking to him either. And it's just like, <laughs> uh, okay, hi, guy. Um, person. So when Usman describes like, oh, I love your uh, your mom and I, she's a great relationship because this is what I want from the relationship and this is what provides, Jamal's kind of like, it sounds like you want a personal assistant and, uh, assistant and not a romantic partner. And at the end of the day, whatever though, whatever my mom wants, she wants. So I, I don't care. <laughs> he seemed pretty uh, not into this whole thing, but also being like, my mom's an adult. So then they hang up and they start to get ready for their sexy evening. Usman by wearing a robe with a giant soja boy necklace. Um, God. Then we get to hear more about the African way, but I'm not still not sure what it is because <laughs> it w- there's legs that walking bow legged. I guess is next up in the thing, and oh, he only God. wants to do it halfway so she can walk normal. Anyway, so he completes the business time outfit with his red sunglasses and then goes to the room where he strips out of the robe to his shorts, kisses her for the first time, and then pronounces them boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> Literally says, I now pronounce you girlfriend and boyfriend. So no more potential. He gets – then he, again, tries to get her in the mood by saying that when they have sex, she's going to feel it in her throat. Again, okay. Um, Very so confused. I was. It, I put it this way. I don't know. I know that this guy is not a virgin, but he sounds like a middle schooler talking about all the sex he had. Like, oh yeah, guys, I've totally done it. Like he was all up in her throat. Like, have you been doing it right? Why is there a throat? <laughs> why is this happening for two years? And why are you walking like weird? But that's like the goal. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, 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 that happens, right? But it's like, I don't know if that's the goal. I mean, so I put it out like, it's okay. Like the whole like making, having like jelly legs afterwards. Oh, that's fine. (laughs) That's that's good. But the and you combine it with the, it's going to be in your throat and your spine is going to feel it. I'm like, what the (laughs) shit are you doing to this woman? (laughs) And why do you think this is going to be good for her? So anyway, 
The next thing on, they're still not doing it. And Usman is sitting on the bed telling her now that she's Queen Kimbali. So then they go under the sheets and mercifully were cut off. So, yeah, we already started talking about it. Like, what is the African way and why would anybody want to be a part of it? Uh, I don't know what the African – I was texting you, asking you, what the hell is the African way? And I'm like, at first is I – Pile driving like, her into the floor? What's I going don't on? No, I think so. That's what it sounds like. And it sounds like I I feel like he's trying to get across that it is long and hard and lasts all night and it just happens a lot. And I don't get the throat thing. I mean, is he saying that his 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 dick is so big that she's gonna it's gonna like go all the way up to her throat? And she's going to feel it up there. Or is she just trying to say, like, you're going to be screaming a lot. And so you'll feel it in your throat. I don't know. Um, But it just sounds like, I don't know. The whole thing just sounded like there's no foreplay involved at all. He's just going to come in there hard and for a long time, which is like, that doesn't sound good to anybody. (laughs) No. I Oh, gosh. No. I don't get it. And I don't want to get it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you like yeah. I wasn't if I wasn't sold on not having sex with this guy before I'm definitely sold on it well Kimberly <laughs> seems to be into it but it's just so well the, the thing is you know she's gonna say it's amazing it could be the worst sex she's ever had in her life and she, the next morning she's gonna wake up and be like oh my god it was so amazing it was well, great yeah she definitely will say that I think part of it is that it's to her it's not even just the physical yes of it it's the fact that she feels that she's connecting to someone that she loves you know and so i think that'll be part of it it was the whole it's amazing uh physically maybe it's like lacking i don't think she's gonna be like a memphis where she's gonna call him out like no 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 no. yeah after the first time like oh that was terrible and i mean i don't i'm not trying to say that uzman is gonna go as fast as hamza but i'm just saying like memphis was very quick to point out that the sex sucked right that is right. not Kim's style. She's not going to be like, oh, yeah, that was not good. She's going to be like, that was amazing. It's everything I hoped and dreamed it would be. And, you know, we're so connected. And tomorrow, let's try this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I could see her doing that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, goodness. I am kind of bothered that he caved and said that that was his girlfriend because The timing of it, and this is also why I feel like ultimatums are bad, right? It's like, I get that you should kind of put it out there what you want, but by her giving the ultimatum, it was almost like he only went along with it because his fear of losing her, right? And it's like, do I want someone to be with me because they fear losing me or because they actually love me and want to be there? I don't know. Maybe maybe some people see it one in the same. Because this was also – because the other thing too is her ultimatum was totally in the other way. She was like, I am not interested in being your friend. Yeah. It is girlfriend or it is nothing. Right. Right? And that is kind of worse because it's like not even losing you as a friend. So, I mean, at that point, it's just like, all right, well, if I want to keep this friend around, I guess I got a banger. Like – Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And But at the same time, it's like, well, is it because – he actually wants her around all the time and like is that loving her or is it because he like fears losing her i you know i guess yeah. that's what my question is can't be the one to um can't be the one to get dumped like no i could lose you can't you can't be the one to end the relationship on me too there's a little <laughs> yeah. bit of that but i no i think it is i think he does i really do think he likes her as a friend like, yeah. he likes her around. He likes that assistant. He likes the support that she gives him. Oh, yeah. Because she definitely inflates his ego big time. Yes. Yes. He likes her around as the super fan, right? Mm-hmm. As the person who's going to yell at the other people at the video shoot so he doesn't have to, right? Yeah. That's definitely what he likes. And he doesn't want to lose that. So, I definitely feel like whatever he's doing, it's because he doesn't want to lose what he has over, you know, because he wants to gain something else. Right. So, yeah, yeah, it's not. But I don't know how doing this. I feel like he's also not considering the end game. It's like, what's the short term thing that's going to keep this from going anywhere else? Right. Like not losing because it's if you don't want to be with her, you can't Mm. just pretend you're going to be with her forever. That's the plan. 
Yeah. Yeah, you actually have to want to be with her. I don't I don't know. Given how committed he was to baby girl Lisa, yeah. like, I do think he has the capacity and ability to genuinely love Kim. But it just I don't know. I think I think my mental hurdle is I just don't see it myself. Yes. Well, I mean, I didn't see it with baby girl Lisa either. Like it was like, what's going on here? It was very confusing. (laughs) Right. And yeah, so I can't see it, but I don't I don't know. I feel like I don't feel like he has the he lacks the ability to love and commit to somebody. I just from what I've seen, that person isn't Kim. And I think he likes her. Um, there's plenty, but like I said, like like I said, like the friendship thing. There's plenty of people I have in my life that I really like that I would never in a million years want to be in a relationship with. Right? Mm-hmm. Those people are around, and I don't want them to leave, and I don't want them to go away, and I don't want them to not be part of my life. But I also don't want to be their boyfriend. Right? And <laughs> I don't want to feel like you know it's like. Uh... You're getting uh, pimped out like, uh, oh, you want friendship? Then you have to have sex. Yeah, right. That's weird. Exactly. That's super not, weird. It is super weird. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to Gino and Jasmine. Uh, apparently, we get to see uh, Hatgate or something. Apparently, there was a mess up last time. Yeah. So so apparently, what happened was the uh, the wrong cut of the episode mm-hmm. aired last week on Discovery Plus and all the most of the people who do the podcast and a lot of people who are on Reddit and stuff watched it really early but then it was because Caleb and Alita getting cut out they had yeah. to like recut the whole thing and so we watched it pretty late on Discovery Plus yes and that matched the one that was on the episode which had the hat this week but not last week yeah. And a lot of people weird. watched it early last week and saw that, saw the hat, hat gate thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about it this time. So Jasmine is packing up her stuff so she can change rooms. She feels like a clown and a joke to Gino, and she wants to erase his whole nightmare from her memory, so she hits the bar and the beach. Jasmine realizes that Gino isn't a catch after all, and she thinks he must still be in love with his ex, because why else would he send her Jasmine's nudes? Jasmine sobs as she talks about Gino's true colors. Gino admits that what he did was stupid and he messed up while by himself. He says he didn't mean to deliberately hurt her, especially because he thinks that this is his last chance at love. Hours later, Jasmine calls her friend Linda, who is furious for Jasmine, and they both agree that Gino must still be in love with his ex. Jasmine then gets mad and storms to his room, and Linda tries to stop her over the phone. Gino is confused as Jasmine just comes bursting in, and she says that she'll sue him for the nudes he sent. Gino then has, like, a very weird demeanor, and he denies that they are nudes, agrees that her breasts are showing, but, you know, very much insists that they are not nudes. Jasmine grabs his hat and throws it out of the room, which then we get to see what he is hiding, which is a very weird patch of hair that for some reason is only on the back of his head. (laughs) She continues to scream at him, and he's totally calm and condescending and says that he is sorry, but he cannot take it back. Jasmine asks if she's just a piece of meat, and Gino denies having feelings for his ex and says that he's the one who broke up with her. Jasmine threatens to send his unimpressively small dick pics to her exes, and Gino kind of tells her just to go ahead, and Jasmine says she wouldn't because it's nothing to be jealous of. His lack of any kind of emotion frustrates Jasmine as she lunges towards him, and that's when production intervenes. Gino feels that he may have lost Jasmine the next morning. He can understand, and he cries to us in the interview, that he caused her a lot of pain. Jasmine says that she's all cried out, but she has to go back to Gino's room because she's looking for her purse and can't seem to find it anywhere else. She grabs her purse and tells him that she's leaving. Gino asks to talk to her, and Jasmine says she doesn't have that much time, but all right. He apologizes and says what he did was stupid and painful. Jasmine cries and tells him that they can go take a walk. Gino stumbles over his words, and he promises that he will never talk to his ex again, and he just wants a chance with her. Jasmine wonders if he can even commit and just doesn't want to be with a sugar daddy. Gino says that she's the perfect woman, and he doesn't want to lose her. Jasmine says that she wants to be loved and cries and hugs him. 
Jasmine forgives him and understands how other people won't understand why she did. She says she sees loves in she sees love in his eyes for her, and she thinks it's hard to find love, so that's why she's sticking with him. Mm. All right. So why do you think that Jasmine forgave Gino after all of this? I have no idea. I I, I could not figure that out. Like I literally wrote down on my notes, I was like, that that was it? That was yeah. all he had to say? That was oh, and no. she was like, not even I'll think about it. I was like, wait, that's is that all it takes to get women back? I'm very confused. I've been missing yeah. out this whole time. Like, right. He completely stumbled over his words. He essentially just basically said, I love you. You're perfect. And it's like, okay, that erases all the other shit you did? No. What you did was absolutely terrible. And she's not wrong in at the beginning she had said, she's like, not only did he do that, but his reaction to it. And I agree with her 100%. His reaction, how he reacted to her, him just being calm when saying those weren't no, excuse nudes. Excuse me. Excuse me. Actually, actually, your breasts were exposed, but they weren't nudes. Like – Oh, that's come on! What that lawyer nonsense? Like that's what you're gonna that's that's the defense you're gonna give yourself? Yeah, I think he was honestly freaked out because when she said she's gonna sue, he's probably like, "Well, crap! I don't know what the laws are. Like maybe yeah. I will get in trouble. Maybe I can get in trouble for this." Um, yeah, yeah. It just I didn't. Yeah, his 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 stupid calm demeanor and yeah. like it. There, and yes, there are some things where it's like. Yes, I made a mistake. I thought about it. That was wrong. You know, it was dumb of me to do it. This is like beyond that. You can't be like, yes, it was dumb. I shouldn't have done it. But, you know, I just I, – I, I wasn't thinking at the time. So, I drove my car into the front thing of McDonald's. I just drove my car through the window of McDonald's. Like, you're like, no, you don't get to say – I did this thing on purpose, but it was a mistake and I shouldn't have done it. I promise never again will I intentionally ram a McDonald's like, you know, that's that's something you don't get to you don't. Get, that's too big of a thing to say it was a momentary lapse of judgment. And I did it right. it's too big. And OK, I don't understand why Jasmine like I mean, her friend and I all seem to agree that he only did this because why else would you send your ex nudes unless you were trying to make them jealous i mean we all seem to agree on that right yeah and then it's like you only care about making your ex jealous if you still care and maybe you don't care about them like in an obvious like oh my god i love them and not over them kind of way but you care enough to get some kind of rise out of them and they Mm -hmm. do say there is a thin line between love and hate so it's like yeah there there's feelings there like they're the opposite mm-hmm. of love is indifference. And so right. it's like if you really didn't love her, you wouldn't give a crap what your she ex thought. She thought about your what, about the, how hot your new girlfriend is. Right. Yeah. She wouldn't care at all. So it's like I'm still waiting to hear Gino's real explanation of why he did it in the first place. To say – He to did. Rub it in. I mean, he's, he's giving – he is saying it to rub it in. It's just he, ha- he isn't taking that explanation no. one step farther. Right. Why did you and want to rub to. it into this woman? Yeah. yeah. Why? Why was rubbing it in something that you wanted to do? Yeah. Yeah. And so that that's that's the bigger issue. And also, I don't know why she believes him. Like, I'm never going to talk to her again. I'll be like, that's bullshit. Yes, you are. Yeah, because I didn't even know you were talking to her in the first place just right now. Like, the only reason yeah. why is because she told me. It's not even because I found out through you. Right. And yeah, you were lying to me. And when I asked you, did you send her – Naked pictures of me. You said no. Yeah. Like, so you've been, you lied to me through this entire thing. And now you're going to say, oh, I'll never talk to it again. And I believe you. Why would I believe you? That's just, he's given you nothing to hang your hat on. Um, especially that little patch of hair in the back of his head. Oh God, that was so weird, right? It's like, okay, I, I get that it was probably like that because, you know, he's been away for a couple weeks. So he hasn't had like you know, chance to like touch up. But it was weird that it wasn't on the side of his head. Yes. It was yes. literally like just Like the male pattern the baldness back. usually comes up over your ears. Yes. Yes. Right. Connects to a beard of some kind. Yeah. It, it could. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot and I've seen a lot of guys that shave their head. But yes, it tends to be that horseshoe shape, not right. just one patch in the back. Yeah. That was, I've never seen anything like that before. I 
kind of understand the hat, but it's just like just be more vigilant no, just, about shaving. Just it shave all. the whole thing. Just shave yeah. it all. Because I mean, you're at this you're at this place, and I know it's been a few days, but I'm sure you could bring a bic razor, right? Yeah. I'm sure you just shave that thing in the shower, like right? It's fine. Yeah. Because I would imagine you'd probably shave it. You know, based on what I have to shave, like every every two, three days, right? This- well, yeah, because I was going to say, we saw him without the hat for a second when they were at the airport. And we did not see the weird patch of hair then. Right, right. And of course, it, he had another hat ready to go in his backpack. He just like, <laughs> he's like, you think that was my only hat? Of course not. I have another one ready to go. I just, the more I see of Jasmine the more I just feel that this woman is just so broken. And not just oh, yeah. from Gino. Oh, right? no, no, no. It just no, seems no. She's like carrying she's carrying a lot just, of trauma. Yeah. Yes. She has a lot of baggage. She has a lot of insecurities. That's why she's crazy jealous and why, you know, she was so quick to take him back. And it's just like, I just feel like she needs to really heal and get like additional, like professional help to help her work through these things because it's like, yeah, she even says that she has this pattern of dating these asshole cheating dudes. And it's kind of like, yeah, you need to do something different, but she's not doing anything different. She's just becoming a more difficult, crazier version of herself. Yes. And dating less and less attractive cheating assholes. Yeah, thinking that that will somehow (laughs) change the results, but it's not. Right. Yeah, it's not it's not the level of attractiveness that that brings that her together with the with the cheating assholes. It's right. something else about her personality. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, uh, I just feel so bad for her, and I feel like she just needs she needs to seek healing somewhere. Yes, before before like having somebody else be involved. That healing yeah. is not going to come from finding the perfect person. Yes, right, exactly. I mean, it helps, but I mean, you're still going to But you're have never going to you're never going to find a person that's so perfect that they heal you. you like you right. have to do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Okay. So we have not seen Caleb and Alina and they are all tied up it seems. So, yep. uh out of your out of the group this week, who do you think is your student of the week? I went with Hamza. I did too. Just actually finally being like, wait, hold on. Like listening to people's advice, considering it and being like, yeah, this is a bit much. Like, let's slow down. Right. And, you know, the thing is that I really thought was like brave of him is speaking up about the wedding. Because, I mean, on this show, even in my personal life, I have seen so many people get far enough along on this like marriage oh, train mm-hmm. where they just they they're either embarrassed they just don't know how to make it stop you know and right. they they have those red flags where they're just like this is going to end in disaster i don't actually want to do this but they don't want to hurt their partner by bringing this up now they don't want to have to yeah, cancel it's too late. a wedding it's too late to bring it up now we're right. too far along we have a venue yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> we just have to do it and so it's just like the fact that he was brave enough to bring this up it's like yes because these are I know it sucks to hear as the partner right you don't want to hear that your person's having doubts but wouldn't you rather hear that they're having doubts and figure it out or would you rather just blindly go into this marriage thinking that everything is fine and then one of you is miserable and maybe it ends in divorce? Yeah, it's not going to be better to find out five years from now that he's right. felt this way the whole time. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be any better. Yeah. So good for him for speaking up. Yeah, exactly. All right. How about your duds? I'm with Jasmine. I did too. Just- <laughs> That that speech, that speech did it. Yeah. That was all right. it took from this you being just so off the wall, assaulting him, you know, you know, drunk, crazy yelling. Just to, it just took like you're the perfect woman. Oh, I want you back. It's done. I like, know. This. That was so, so, so bad. So sad. So sad. It, yeah, it was bad, sad, you know, it's just – and the thing is, too, she very clearly is a victim in this situation. Mm-hmm. However, 
if something else happened to her, you know, Gina did something pretty similar or, you know, whatever, screwed her over again. It's very, very difficult for me. And she could be a victim the second time, too. I'm not saying she isn't, but it's hard for me to have sympathy for her the second time because she's seen what he's capable of and she is actively choosing this for herself. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, So what about your life lesson? All right. So when it comes to sex, it's always better to underpromise and overdeliver. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And that's especially true true when you're overpromising. Doesn't even sound like fun. (laughs) Oh, no, it doesn't. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, you're just getting ramrodded all night. Like, that sounds awful. (laughs) Yep. Under promise, like never, you should never be leaving that. You're going to have sex with me. You're never going to want to have sex with anybody else. It's going to be so amazing. Like you are not living. Why are you building up this hype for yourself that you're never going to live up to? Don't do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my life lesson is um, directed towards Memphis. Come on now. Lies of omission are still lies. She's like, I didn't lie to him. I just didn't tell him. It's like lies yes. of omission are still lies. Yeah. And she tried to justify that. It was like, but it's not even a big deal. So I didn't tell him a big, I didn't tell him something that's not a big deal. So it's not a lie. And it's Let like, well, him I've, decide if it's a big deal or not. You know, like yeah. if you really think that. Right. And right. I don't think she really thinks that. I think she's just trying to justify like her. Actions. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I I feel like she justifies it by saying it wasn't a big deal to me. And yeah. somebody else is going to look at it and take it the wrong way. Right. Because me and this ex are good friends who don't sleep with each other anymore. But we have sleepovers. Mm-hmm. But we sleep sure. over yeah, for emotional like support. A, right. But at the same time, that's still – I mean, lots of people consider that emotional cheating, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, so as far as we know, we have, I think, a couple more episodes left, right? Yeah. Yeah. A few more. I'm not yeah. sure how many. I think we're getting getting toward the end at least. Have they announced what's happening after this season? I think it's OG. Ooh. Okay. Yes. But I'm not sure. All right. That'll be interesting. Get back mm-hmm. to America. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, more less. Uh, yeah, we feel like we. Well, that's right. We the last two seasons we've been outside of the country, haven't we? Yeah, it's been yeah. before and and uh, the other way. Yeah. All right. So uh, we will be back next week with the same group. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Until then. Okay. All right. Bye. bye.